What is up, people? Welcome to our monthly roundup podcast here at Metal Epidemic. Uh, you're joining myself, Dave, and my co-host, the Tyrannosaurus Sex, that is Duncan. <laughs> How are you doing, my man? Like, did you just like at that moment decide on that like did you like have like four options and nicknames you were like i would just see how i feel in the moment <laughs> just just went for it duncan I'll i didn't know what was going to come honest out. when you started saying tyra i was like she's gonna say transvestite isn't he <laughs> but then you hard switched it <laughs> sexual tyrannosaurus oh. yep. back back in the hot seats duncan for another month of no, this is six months crammed into one month. September <laughs> is honestly... <laughs> what a fucking month, man. This is unbelievable. This is like... Peep behind the curtain, listeners. Um, we are recording our podcast. And then after this recording, four album reviews and a reaction. <laughs> and the podcast it's... is supposed to be the easy week. So we're like, yeah. eh, maybe one album review, eh. Well, this, yeah. well, four and that's just to keep us roughly on pace i hadn't even fucking like fully digested all four before you'd said the next three yeah there's another there's a fourth one coming that's oh just i know there's a yet. fourth one coming. <laughs> just luring you into a false sense of security there duncan <laughs> the problem albums. is I'm, I, I'm part of me wants to be like that let's cut down but everything is it's by bands that I want to listen to. It's albums yep. I can't wait to hear. It's yep. all fucking solid gold. I know. Um, so I know. yeah, not happy. Stacked. So much music. Um, especially like death metal this month is just like fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I was looking at the um, the kind of the list of albums. So when albums come in for review, um, I generally add them. I've got a spreadsheet with all the releases on it, all the dates, all that sort of stuff. Um, and then you know like. Then I'll kind of try and decide who's reviewing what and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I've got over 150 albums on my, my sheet for September at the moment. And that's a separate sheet from our sheet. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> our, our stuff is on a, on a separate sheet, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so it's like, it's, it's nuts. It's like, you know, we're getting into like fucking almost 300 albums for fucking, for review this month. It's just insane. Yeah. Absolutely fucking nuts. Um, so we're going to try our best to cover as much as we can. Um, going to try and hit all the all the big ones and all the little ones that we're also excited about um, this month. But um, for our podcast oh. this month, um, we're going to be talking about all the other stuff. Yeah, <laughs> uh, all, the, all we... the other stuff that isn't the stuff that is the stuff that yep. we discuss. Yes, yes, all the stuff that isn't that hasn't been reviewed. Yeah, um, over the last month or so. Um, we're going to be chatting about that um, yep. very shortly, including our album of the month for August. I can't remember <laughs> what month we were in there. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll be playing some brand new music for you as well. I've got a few tracks for you. And if that wasn't enough, we are also going to be reviewing the recent live show that we attended by the Floridian Death Metal Titans Obituary. That's right. Yep. 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 We were there. Um, we were, and we'll be we chatting are. about that show later on. So uh, stick around to hear our thoughts on the band and the support acts when we saw them in Glasgow um, last month. Yeah, end of last month. Um, and as if that wasn't enough in September, 
there's a ton of bands also releasing singles from fucking releases that are still to come out later this year and they keep on coming uh, i had another couple in this week another couple of death metal bands i've got albums coming out later this year um which brings us to the first track of our podcast this one month. um nm nm <laughs> no more new music <laughs> right fucking you shall not pass <laughs> They just keep coming. They don't care. They do not care. There's only so much. I don't understand it. Like the record labels and bands know there's only so much quality time you can carve out for masturbation. And if you <laughs> take that away from me, what's left, Duncan? What's left? Yeah, you know I mean, just albums. This is the fucking hobby. <laughs> you know <what> I, mean? <laughs> I know. I know. Put more hours on the um, hobby than I did. Well, I suppose that's not a bad thing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'll shut up. Um, anyway, going to play a little bit of music for you, and then we're going to get into um, our releases we've been checking out. Um, the first track of the podcast comes from the New England death metal perpetrator's Fuming Mouth. After years of uncertainty and dire circumstances, the revered and critically praised death metal unit have overcome overwhelming obstacles to return this fall for the long-awaited release of their second full-length album, Last Day of the Sun. It's due on November 3rd on Nuclear Blast Records. <laughs> That's right, Nuclear Blast. <laughs> they have no off switch. Um, following a devastating diagnosis of leukemia in late 2021, Vocalist guitarist Mark Whelan spent nearly a year battling cancer through chemotherapy and a bone marrow transplant and emerged in remission in 2022. Now cancer-free, the beloved frontman returns rejuvenated and renewed determination, perspective and creativity and a new lease on life and the band's most crucial and ferocious record yet. Commenting on Nergal had, wasn't it? I think it was, yeah. I think it was. Fuck's sake, yeah. man. Uh, commenting on the incoming record, Whelan says, we started as a fictional, what started as a fictional concept album became incredibly real. I was facing certain death, but as I kept writing the album, its theme became clear. You could die tomorrow, seize the day. Uh, the band have dropped a new track called The Silence Beyond Life. Uh, I'm going to play it for you right now. Um, check out the band online at facebook.com forward slash fuming mouth if you dig this. And we'll be back right after this. Yeah. 
Right, Duncan, it's time to get into our listening history over the last month or so. Um, hopefully, a, a marginally shorter list than last no, month's podcast. I don't we did think two it will be. Together. No, I think there's like 10 times the albums that have come <laughs> out since. I think we've only reviewed like 60% of them, so... Yeah. been yeah. a lot. Um, okay, so I've, I've tried to pick a kind of fewer big, bigger releases um, and also threw in a, a few more obscure things just to, oh. you know, just to shake things up a little bit. Yep. Um, where we go? Should we, should we start? Where we should start? Um, what about, we, we kind of, yeah, we kind of briefly spoke about this one um, off air. Um, not not that much, but so I thought I wanted to go into a little bit more detail on it. Um, did you check out the new album from Spirit Adrift? I did. At the gallows. I did. Interesting. Interesting. Um, we reviewed their, not the last album, I think it was the one before, um, Enlightened in Eternity, I think it was called. Yes. Um, and I, I love that album. Like, it's absolutely love that album. It's a fucking great album. It's a great yeah. album, and you heard that, and you were like that. These guys are about to become fucking huge. Yeah. And what they what they took away from that was change everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then they came out with Twenty uh, Centuries Gone, um, which kind of just had some weird stylistic choices that kind of baffled me. Um, I I didn't quite get that album at all. I tried it a few times and it was just I like felt like a rebellion against the previous album. Like the album yeah. had done so well. Yeah. That yeah. they're like, nah, no, we're not that band. Which you do yeah. get sometimes. Like some mm. bands like achieve off no, I'm not gonna say a compromise sound, but they yeah. do something because they're like, we'll get this out. It's kind of catchy, you know, it's good to do that. And then as soon as that happens, the fear sets in that that's what they're gonna have to do for the rest of their life to sell albums. Mm. And they go the other way. You know, they yeah. go they, they try different things, they try and stretch their wings to show that they're not just that sound. Mm, um, yeah. which is what it felt like to me it felt like not a complete abandonment but it did feel yeah. like almost a rejection of a lot of the points that made the previous album very 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 hooky catchy mm. and engaging um, yeah. in favour of things that weren't memorable yeah. and a sound that was uh, that I generally like on paper I had a kind of yeah. retro vibe to it that generally acclimates itself to my taste but for mm. whatever reason coming from from those guys, I was like, I don't know about this. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. no. Um, so they just released a new album, Ghost at the Gallows. Um, and um, one of the guys reviewed it for, for the site. Um, I was I was like kind of swithering on whether we should cover it or not. Um, right. But I wasn't sure of the last album. But you think um, to yourself, Dave, we don't have enough albums to review. Maybe well, we this should is other. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need to stop adding albums you need, to our list. You need to stop. Like, see, see when the thought comes in. Yeah. Should we add this to the pile? Just look at the pile. <laughs> look how big the pile is. Yeah. So they go start with the pile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look yeah. at the pile first, idea. then look at other things. Kind of like <laughs> Jenga. Like right. If it okay. looks like it's about to topple, don't pick from the bottom. What are you doing? Right, right. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, Ghost at the Gallows. Um, so what I would say about this one is, it feels like an almost an almost return to form for me. Um, maybe not quite as epic as um, Enlightened and Eternity, but I've listened to it a few times, and I think it's I think it's a solid release. Um, it's a very 
uh, strong album to begin with. I think the intro track or the first track on the album could be one of the coolest first tracks I've heard yeah. in a long time. Um, it's just fucking so epic to begin with. Um, and the album itself is, again, very, very varied and kind of in tempo, very soaked in the old school. Um, there, there are a couple of moments later in the album that didn't totally resonate with me. Um, probably because it had a wee whiff of the maiden about it um but for for the most part i feel like on this album they have returned to the the game plan almost played to their strengths um not experimented too much with new sounds or styles um and put together an album full of fairly solid songs um i wouldn't say it's anything that blew me away um like that um, Enlightened Eternity did, um, but I feel like it's a better album than 20th Century's Gone for me. Um, what about yourself? Did, did you did you like this one? Um, I'm maybe not as far in as you are. I still think it's. I think it's interestingly. I think it fits comfortably between the two albums. Yeah. Um, as a kind of stopgap, but I don't know what what I don't know what happened. I, I'm mm. there's a story somewhere that's not out there. <laughs> but to me, it imparts shines in a yep. way where I'm like, that, that's a really cool idea, or more of that. And then the album almost hears me, and then it's like that, nope. Um, yeah. And it, it became a bit of a frustrating listen because I think there are moments that clearly show um, like greatness, like, like pure execution of the craft. And mm. then there's other moments that kind of feel like they're almost... It's almost like a like there's a, a kind of almost bipolar thing going on with it. I think um, yeah. overall, I, I don't think it's a satisfyingly cohesive listen. Mm. Um, is better than the previous album. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, there's they're going to be one of those bands that maybe ten years from now I'm going to come back to and go now I get it. <laughs> but at the moment I don't get the I don't get the the dynamic switches feel mm. less fluid than mm. you should for a band that have as little years overall under their belt in terms yeah. of their, their, their shelf life. They appear to be trying to do everything. And yeah. sometimes it's it's cool to let a sound just settle and then mm. build on that sound than try to be everything to everyone. So, yeah, yeah thought it was fine. Yeah. Um, okay, let me swing in with something a little bit more... Um, not as popular as uh, Spirit of Drift. Oh, um, not as popular. I love it when we go for unpopular stuff. Yeah, um, a little bit more unknown, I'd say. A band called Splutter. Um, they just put out a new album called From Where We Are, The Starting Point of Sound. Oh. Um, they are a, a kind of primarily in the, the metalcore realm, mm-hmm. um, but with elements of the the new metal um right and this is how you get me in dave a little we we sprinkle in of the hardcore in there um and a little bit of a little couple of progressive elements as well um they are also now don't let us put you off they are also masked up um so that doesn't but, like why would you think that would bother me well you know i like a gimmick <laughs> i love a wee gimmick i love a theater like i, I, know. I love a stage presence now if you tell me the the masks are terrible masks then maybe <laughs> i start to... um i think i think like when 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 you see a band with masks on a lot of people may just throw comparisons at it straight away without even yeah. listening to it yeah um and with their with their image they they don't necessarily sound like 
Slipknot or or Sleep Token or any of those bands, um, there is a, a kind of heavy Deftones vibe, um, along with a, a hint of something more kind of modern like Graphic Nature or Darknet or 1056 as well. Yeah. Um, it's nothing like I listened to it the other day and I thought, yeah, this is really cool. It's nothing revolutionary. Um, but it does slap quite hard, um, and there are some cool kind of electronic elements added into it as well. Um, so if you like that kind of mix, metalcore, new metalcore, a wee bit of kind of progressive hardcore in there as well, um, want to check out Splutter, or the name of the band, from where we are, the starting point of sound is the album. Wasn't oh. bad at all. Interesting. Uh, what about yourself? Uh, you want to swing in with something? Yeah, let's let's talk a tree. You did you listen to your tree? You I haven't listened to that actually. Uh, right, so this is I'm not the a huge moment fan. You find your flavor. <laughs> did you say I'm a huge fan? I'm not a huge fan, no. No, I, I would have thought like drummer who sings. Nah. <laughs> no, well, like, no. I thought you being a massive Phil Collins fan, you'd be well. I mean, that. if it was Phil Collins that was in the band, then <laughs> if Phil enough. Collins was in a tree, you like, <laughs> questions would be asked. You know what I mean? Like one, this this cunt retired like in Vegas when Dave paid a fortune to see him. Why is he now drumming in a tree? That'd be the first question. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so weirdly, so um, it's on. So I can't speak about other platforms. All I can speak about is the platform that I have access to, which is Apple Music. Other mm. platforms are available. Um, and it's it's like 25 minutes long or something. Right. I have got it on my, my list on Spotify. But yeah, it's that. like a disc one and a disc two. Right. Fuck's sake. How, is how it's listed on Apple Music, which feels a wee bit cheeky. Like, disc one is like 12 minutes. And like, <laughs> even, if, even if this was a CD... I mean, you put more on there. <laughs> like, so, Spotify, I've just got it listed as one full album. At right, fuck knows what's going on with, with Apple then. Apple's, uh, again, uh, <laughs> let's complicate things. Um, Atreyu, right? <laughs> I think Atreyu are the masters of that. So, so they, see if you chart things back, there's a weird genesis of all those metalcore bands, right? Mm-hmm. And some... Like metalcore is another genre which just appeared to have, like it was metalcore and new wave of American heavy metal, quote unquote, that kind of came out about the same time, like in prominence. Mm-hmm. And they all had, you could all track elements of kind of old school kind of thrash metal or, or, or whatnot, or like old school metal, but mixed with this kind of new school mentality. Mm-hmm. And some bands took that and made it very heavy. Uh, like bands like Bleeding Through, for example, that made it very heavy, very goth, very like yeah. relentlessly heavy. And then there were other bands, Killswitch Engage are a, a band that springs to mind in a tree, or a band that springs to mind that, that really had a conscious effort on the chorus. Mm-hmm. Like the chorus needs to sound fucking huge and everyone yeah. needs to be able to sing it. And I don't know what happened with the tree, but a tree were like, right, we need to have like heavy as fuck stuff with like woodly guitars and then huge chorus and then eventually that just became we need to have huge chorus um and then it just kept progressively getting more mainstream mm. i am not against the mainstream like if you if you can craft a song that i can sing after listening to it once five days later fucking fair play and mm. i tell you have always been really good at that the issue for me has always been that they seem to have like two or three songs on an album that do that and everything else is fluff right <laughs> it's like just release eps like please yeah. 
So they've released this album, which feels like two EPs, <laughs> like right. almost as if they've heard me and smushed them together. And right. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> it's catchy as fuck. Every song is could be played on the radio. Right. That's 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 where you lose people. You're like, I'm fucking handing your metal card. Huge anthemic choruses. Sounds fucking massive. Almost kind of feels like the album that Avenged Sevenfold could have done if they'd just not made that weird album. Mm. Um, I like it. I think it's got it's got a, a very, very immaculate, punchy production. It's got huge choruses, heavy breakdowns, uh, lots of studio wizardry, like a foot here, like tons of tons of gimmicky shit. Mm. But it flows in. It's 26 minutes. Yeah. You know I mean, you shove this on, it flies past really quickly. You're humming the choruses afterwards. It'll never be, uh, ooh, might be on the top 20. It'll <laughs> never be in the top 20 for me. But as a mm. as a kind of easy listen palate cleanser, it's fucking great. Um, yeah. it, it, does, it does what it needs to do and then gets out pretty fast. So, yeah, right. I tell you, the moment okay. you find your flame. Worth if, checking out. Um, if I like wasn't I say, a fan before, in, would this change my mind? What what level of a tree you do you like? <laughs> um, let me have a look here. Are I'll you are you, you like right back when they were singing about bleeding mascara and all that shit? Uh, the the one... right side of the bed tonight. I think, I think what I remember, I liked lead sales paper anchor. I think I yeah, liked that. it's not that far off that. Right, although okay. that's that's a very poppy album, Dave. Is it? It's like fucking eighteen visions. Like it's like super pop, uh, like uh, on the air. Like yeah, I think you'd like this. Like right, you see, okay. it's not gonna. You're not gonna be sitting and going that. Oh shit! You're not gonna be doing that <laughs> while listening to it. Okay. But it it plays really well. Right. I I just right. need someone to explain why on Apple Music there's a Discord in this too. <laughs> fucking Apple. Eh? Yeah. Always at it. Um. Okay. Let me swing in with um. Well, a lot of swinging tonight. We're, we're swinging. Did we we're put our hard. keys in the bowl when we're coming to the house? No, <laughs> no keys, just swinging. Cox and albums. Um, I'll be swinging with. Uh, with the... <laughs> I've never been to a swingers party. They don't approve. Never... You're just walking about swinging. Your Can you bit. tell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the first giveaway. Um... <laughs> Where did I put these keys? <laughs> Microwave, aye. Right. Anyway. Um, let me swing in with the new album call from, sorry, Empire State Bastard, Duncan. Now, what, a, what a fucking name. <laughs> you're thinking to yourself, Empire State Bastard. That sounds fucking heavy, Dave. That's going to be visceral, savage as fuck. If you're going to tell me this is, this is a, oh no, they don't look heavy as fuck. This is the new project from Simon Neal of Biffy Clyro, Duncan. <laughs> this is the, is this his black metal thing? Um... No, it's not really blackmail, no. I don't because I read an interview where he he was uh, he was talking about doing like because you remember when Biffy first came out, but Biffy mm. had those like really fucking savage screamy moments. You're like, oh, yeah. what? And then they got signed to a big record label, and all those vanished. Yeah. Uh, you're yeah, like, oh, yeah. Woof. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of went back to that. Um, all ah, right, so maybe maybe, maybe the article I read or proofread or the headline that i saw uh it made reference to black metal but maybe that's influences on his vocals from yeah, a while ago be, and that's why it was ah right um, excellent so it's basically simon neil from biffy and mike venner from a band called ocean size um this is their debut album on roadrunner records 
like, definitely one on Roadrunner, though, were they not? Roadrunner. <laughs> Although I thought Roadrunner were gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, so, like, yeah. Biffy were on Roadrunner, though, so that would make sense. On drums. Uh oh. Dave Lombardo. <laughs> um, do like do like do like bands have like like instead of like a bat signal, there's a Dave Lombardo signal. <laughs> like, like it shines a fucking light with like with fucking double bass pedals going like like Dave must come and then Dave Lombardo walks in. It's like hey guys. Or does yeah. Dave Lombardo just walk past practice rooms? Waits to, the waits to get riffs getting played with fucking rubber. <laughs> Maybe it's gonna be my, just my new project. Roadrunner's offices just been like, so uh, who am I playing with today? Um, Empire State bastard. Um, musically, it's it's definitely got a weird streak. Um, doesn't doesn't really sound like either of the, the other bands or Biffy or or Ocean Size. It's kind of. I mean, I suppose there's elements of very early Biffy, possibly, but it's kind of mathy, sludgy, oh, post-hardcore. That's how I would kind of cool. categorise it. Um, quite a gritty-sounding album. Um, weird kind of kind of structures. Um, doesn't really come with like the big hooks of a band like Biffy. Um, yeah. However, there are certain tracks you can still tell it's Simon Neil. Um, when he's doing something of a cleaner vocal style, um, <laughs> the Scotsman can, comes out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you yeah. can tell it's him. Apart from that, when he's doing the other stuff, not really. Um, it's very, very screamy, very, very anarchic. It's it's kind of batshit crazy at times. Um, I think fans of Biffy Clyro might have a hard time getting into this. To be honest, you mean um, modern fans of Biffy Clyro? Yes, yeah, yeah, big Biffy. Yeah, um, the fans of the more extreme and avant-garde will probably find this quite an easy listen um i when i was listening I was like a saint pierre snake invasion or oh, cool. yeah like uh mixed with like a like a fox jaw or or even sugar horse to an extent um i think if you've if you've got like a an incline or interest in any of those types of bands then there might be something here that you would that you would dig um, I didn't mind it at all. I thought it was all right. It's not an album that I'd have on my end of year list or anything like that. But as a debut, um, and they're both obviously very experienced at what they do, so you can hear that in the album. Um, the album's called Rivers of Heresy, um, an Empire State Bastard is the, is the band. But um, interesting one. Um, definitely worth a listen. Check it out. See what you think. Um, also checked out the new album from John Coffey. It's um, really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking eight years since their last album. Yeah, fucking eight years. I think they, I think they were on like some kind of hiatus um, for a for a bit of time um, after that that last album. Yeah, um, and they've returned with album number four entitled Four. Yeah, uh, I mean, why? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of with them on this one. Like, d- does anyone really care about the album name anymore? I do. Not really. But, um, um, ten yeah. tracks, about thirty-five minutes long, something like that. Um, and I hadn't, re- to be honest, I hadn't really thought about the band for a while. Um, probably because Did of the been... reaction, like I... a year half ago. <laughs> I don't know. Did we? I think we did. I think there may be a reaction video somewhere out there of us reacting to something um, by them and going like that. 
this is a bit random why yeah. they're doing stuff either that or we Maybe. we spoke about it all yeah, fear possible. but possible. i knew they i knew they were back together i knew they were writing music and i knew they'd had a single a while right. ago something right. a, not even a pre-release and being like that this is amazing just give us the album and then <laughs> fucking radio silence for ages that i once again just forgot everything yeah um yeah, I, I kind of didn't realise how much I missed this band, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I stuck the album on and I was basically hooked into it for the, the whole fucking thing. Um, it's a it's a really good pick-me-up. Um, mm-hmm. I, like, if, if you like bands like um, like Cancer Bats or even like a, like a Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes, um, even Every Time I Die to an extent, um, then I think this is a, this is a no-brainer to check out. Um, it's very very snarly very energetic um but there's also some really upbeat melodies on this one as well mm-hmm. um it feels like they've came back kind of rejuvenated and, and are kind of firing on all cylinders um and i feel like their sound is probably even more well-rounded than it was before um a really easy listen for me um plenty of reward and the re-listens as well um so i would definitely recommend checking this one out if you if you fancy about that john coffee is the uh, the band C O F F E Y, um, and the album is called Four. Did you did you? I take it you dug it. Oh yeah, this is like yeah. exactly what I like. There's certain bands that you get a bit pensive when they come back after a hiatus as to what yeah. they sound like. John Coffey are a band where like my memories of them are so fond that you, you do get that. Yeah. Just because you can get back in a room together, guys, it's the glass jaw syndrome. Just because you can get back <laughs> together doesn't necessarily mean what you're going to be putting at something that's going to inspire me. And mm. um, I think within the first thirty seconds, I was like, "All oh, right, this is a known quantity. We're down." Yeah. And um, yeah, it, it's really, really, really good. Like yourself, it's just it's energy music. Like if you're mm. you're starting to get into a bit of a lull, um. Maybe just after lunch, you come back to the desk. You're like, oh, I've got to fucking type yep. this email. Bit of John Coffee before you know it, that email sent, and there's a fuck you in the signature. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> you know what I mean? B45 in the reply. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like no. It. Again. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, what else? What else have you been listening to? And, and okay, I'll throw one in here because they've got Go an album it. coming out and I'm, they're now on my radar and I'd never fucking heard of them before and their right. EP has totally won me over at 11 minutes. Uh, there's a band <laughs> called Spiritual Cramp. Oh, I don't know this one. An electronic punk band. Right. And they use electronic. I don't actually think it is electronic at all. The EP is called Spiritual Cramp Meets the True Colours of Sound. Right, so it's kind of like a kind of like a collab thing. Um, this is really fucking good, and it got right. me it got me excited about their actual upcoming album. Okay, and I was like, I need to fucking get in their upcoming album. Is just a it's just you know same fucking name, um, but their upcoming album is going to be like twenty six minutes long, so it's like fucking ten songs <laughs> or something. Um, and it's really fucking good. It's it's like punchy. It's like the EP I like because there's those electronic elements. Yeah. But the the actual um, pre-release for the album, of which they've only got one single out on, and it's via Blue Great Music. Hmm. All right. It's super jingly, super jangly, super catchy, <laughs> super smiley. Just like we've been listening to a lot of heavy shit recently, Dave. That. Yeah. 
any chance I can get to just like like wipe off that stink a little bit uh, makes yep. me happy. And this is this is great, it's like great production, super catchy, and like I say, the EP has got me now like, oh, there's a there's a pre-release for this album, it's coming out this year, can't fucking wait for it. So that's mm. one thing I wanted to mention. Other things, like oh, let's just get a few things out the way right now. Um Green Green Lung released a new single. Hopefully. That album is is like danger to an end of year list. <laughs> right? It's two tracks and those two tracks are like fucking already giving me the uh, like does anything need to be concrete on the list? Can we just like put like a question mark beside everything and then that way everything will be a little bit easier to, to deal with. Mm. Uh while we're at it, the Callous Dowboys released a brand new single. Oh yeah. Waco Jesus. Mm. More oh, more focused less quirky yeah absolute fucking banger like mm. like I, I was listening and just got that yes yes this is this is everything we said in our review or like that mm. you're like the like they they are honestly one of the most exciting bands out there like and that i think they could do fucking anything if they wanted to so mm. that's one that i wanted to mention it's quite a few singles so i wanted to skip right through them uh you know who hasn't you know what i was thinking you know who's a slacking bastard band who job for a yeah. cowboy Name and shame. <laughs> job for a kid. Remember Job oh, for a Cowboy? Remember going to see them live? Mm. Yep. I don't know if I ever did actually see <laughs> The reason I say that is because they released it. It was like that Job for a Cowboy, first new music in eight years. And I was like, maybe I didn't see them live. <laughs> I didn't see them live. Um, so they've released a new single called The Agony Seeping Storm. Mm. Holy fucking shit. Like, <laughs> dear God almighty. Is what happens. Do you know what I mean? I Once mean. again, what is in the water? Like what? Like is like? Are we missing something here? Are death metal bands just like that? Like are they all just on off? Like do they have a like a WhatsApp group or something? Yeah, yeah like that. Here I've just released a new single. Bring it. And they're <laughs> like, oh well then. The the base work alone on the new job for a co- uh, cowboy mm. single is fucking mind blowing. It's yeah. just like it's just a. You know what it is? And like, what I liked about it is it's not... They haven't went down the road of trying to make the heaviest fucking death metal single as a return. Mm. Uh, if anything, they've really shown that kind of progressive streak that they have in them in terms of the yeah. playing. Is honestly, the playing on this single alone is just... It's fucking top tier. And they're, I don't know if they were before, but they're on Metal Blade Records now. Mm-hmm. Um, so... That's once again as if we needed another death metal album. <laughs> um, it's one that's that's totally on the list for me, so I was like very happy about that one. One that's not death metal. Uh, Swimmers S W M R S have released mm. their new single, which is basically an amalgamation of all the singles. Um, love it when bands do that. It's really cool as well. I liked the previous album. Uh, kind of quirky shades of the cure in there kind of like it as well and then uh, the last single although I'll probably remember about three more after that Dave Care of Night oh my god Care of motherfucking night now (laughs) fast rewind not fast forward rewind (laughs) fast Fast forward 10 years Care of Night release another single from an album that we didn't know was coming out but rewind uh, back to Rock and Real Reviews, which was yeah. our previous site. Um, 2014, 2015? 
that album came in. I remember yeah, on on it might have been on a podcast or it might have been on the the radio thing that we we're doing at the time. Uh, Cassandra was the leading single oh, for that. Amazing. And you were like that. Wait, you fucking hear this? And uh, and I just remember listening to it and being like that. This is just a pure good. Uh, like like this really good. And that album, I spun that album to death. And then the second yeah. album came out, and I liked the second album. I didn't like it as much as the first. Hmm. And then th- there was I don't know if they split up or went on hiatus or what the fuck happened. But this is the lead single for their new um, album. It's called uh, Street Runner. Um, music video has someone running while listening to music, which is all I've been doing while listening to this fucking track. But, dude, I know absolute hashtag banger. I tagged yep. them on Facebook just saying like that. I've listened to, I've rinsed this fucking single while running on the treadmill the last week. Just give me the new album and the band. Told me there was more to come, Dave. Oh, and I was like, give me it. So, Care of the Night are a how do you describe them? An A&R, um, you are, Swedish, yeah, yeah, Swedish band. Rock, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, like like classic big old eighties like yeah, fucking metal bangers. Um, and this is not lost any of that. Solo's great, harmony's oh, awesome, chorus so fucking huge, yeah. uh, synth work amazing, production awesome. So yeah, uh, band that I didn't even think about potentially releasing something this year have yeah. released a track that I, I know the album is just gonna make me smile so yeah um, definitely so yeah there are other singles but let's do more albums dave let's do that um okay duncan that is <laughs> my fuck, name dave holy fuck if there's an album that will completely obliterate your senses this month i thought you were about to say anus <laughs> oh, I'm, glad, I'm glad you went with senses <laughs> I'll stick with senses for the time being. Um, is the new release from the Arson Project? No, I didn't. I didn't make. That was just a quiz. That was just a quiz. This. Oh, did I have a vindaloo the night before, lads? Oh, the Arson Project, and the album's called God Bless. Now, I'll tell you how I came across these guys because. It was mastered by Brad Boatwright. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, I was, Brad. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Brad's been involved in this. Let's check this out. Holy shit. Um, yeah, as you'd expect, the production on this will fucking split you in half. <laughs> it is utterly visceral. Um, the band are from Sweden. Um, and the, the new album is about 18 minutes. But it's about 18 minutes of violence, Duncan. It is... That fucking artwork is rad oh. as fuck. Yeah, it's like a kind of grindy power violence album <laughs> um, with this like real like fuck you hardcore streak through it. Um, very crusty sounding. Um, just sounds utterly disgusting in the best possible way. Um, I loved it. 18 minutes and it's done, but it's like oh, just start to finish. Relentless. No fucking interludes or breathy tracks. Just fucking here we go. 18 minutes. Fucking sit down and shut your face and listen to this. Um, the Arson Project, God bless. Check right, that one. And out. then I have it added to my list of things to listen to. Yep. You know what couldn't be on the, the further away from that? <laughs> What's that? Like if we if we had like a seesaw right now, mm-hmm. and on one side was the the Arson Project, on the other side would be the brand new album from Slow Dive. Um, <laughs> everything is alive. Um, I adore this. Right, I think this is dive. fucking amazing i don't think it is likely 
that it'll make an end of year list for us because there aren't maybe enough elements. It's a shoegaze album. It's not like there there are elements where it gets a little bit heavier, but not enough for me to go at that. Top Mm. 20 best metal albums of the year. Slow dive. Um, (laughs) There's no bits where it hits in with any... I love shoegaze, right? And we've spoken about this before. The reason I love shoegaze, I, I love shoegaze, especially when the shoegaze element is really rooted in the guitar sound. Like we're, like when you get lots of reverb and like mm. maybe like like a little bit of whammy, whammy, a little bit of whammy <laughs> in there. You know what I mean? Like oh, you're just like you're making my heart sing. Mm. There's a there's a, a huge element of that in this new album. Everything is alive. Yeah. It reminds me name dropping things. I name drop all the time. Once again, if you do have a bingo card, mark it up and take a shot. <laughs> um, it, like th- this whole album could be the soundtrack to a brand new season of Twin Peaks. It just it's um. spacey and airy, and I fucking love it. And vocally, <laughs> it's really interesting. The production is lush and vibrant, and it has depth. It really, mm. really, really has depth. And I've been following the singles um, quite closely actually because I knew they had a new album out. I was getting kind of excited about it. Um, yeah. And I, I did wonder, not that there's huge differences between the single sims themselves to the point where I'd be like, how will these fit in an album? They fit exactly how I thought. But I was questioning, because I'd checked the pre-release, it was like 42 minutes. I was I was questioning, do I want a 42-minute shoegaze app? Shoegaze can, you know, it can yeah. overstay its welcome. This has enough shake-up in the songwriting, uh, enough shake-up specifically in the... I'm not going to say the tempo of songs because the tempo is shoegaze, <laughs> uh, yeah. which is a tempo. Just type it into a metronome and it'll, it'll start doing its thing. <laughs> uh, well, lots of echo for some reason. Um, there's a really good mix and balance in the way they approach the songs. The switching between the vocals um, really helps it. And the choruses are just like fucking like honey. Mm. Ah, man. Really, really good. Everything nice. is alive. Slow dive. Slow dive. Um, see, I, oh, that's been ruined for me now. The word honey. You right. know who ruined it for me? Who? Gary Busey. <laughs> you seen that video? Yes. Like, gotta talk about yes, butter sausage. Butter sausage. You know, what is it? Why is it in my face? And then the guy's like, I take it, it's not your jam. It's like, I don't buy a jam, I buy honey and I kiss it on the lips. <laughs> you know what the scariest thing about that whole video is? Mm. Not as an aside here, not that we have a million things to do tonight. The scariest thing is that when you rewatch that clip, count how many times Gary Busey blinks. Oh. Do you know how many times he blinks? No. Not once. <laughs> the whole monologue, which lasts about 30 seconds, he does not blink once. I'm going to say to you is, next time you just feel interested in life, try sitting and not blinking for 30 <laughs> seconds and see how... And he doesn't look like he's ever going to blink. Yeah. I know he was in a bad accident. I know it may have fucked his brain, but... Butter yeah, sausage, Dave. It's fucked up. I, I was even questioning its validity of the No, video. no, it's I real. Like, is this has this been fucking... He, is, he is crazy though i mean he is like Aye. he is like he is oh, yeah. not certifiable that's something he's unwell and that's mm. because he like the fucking accident he had was a car or like a bike accident or something yeah he's he is he does have brain damage mm. 
It's just the fact that no one's sitting off to the side going like that. What are you doing today, Gary? Or going on a video podcast? Not anymore. Uh, like, like, I mean, there should be a handler there somewhere going like that. Let's not do this because you yeah. will be on the internet forever. That will be on the internet forever. Yeah. Like, they met videos where people have just inserted the other side of that conversation there now. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking nuts. Yeah. Absolutely nuts. Let's talk about uh, the new job for a cowboy single. Let's talk about butter sausage. Butter sausage. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just fucking nuts. Anyway, anyway. Uh, slow dive. Everything is alive. Dave, I can't believe you're not listening to this. I feel like you betrayed me. I'm sorry. <laughs> so you should be. I'll, I've, I've, I've hit the little plus sign on Spotify. That doesn't always mean anything but you. On my list. <laughs> it's like me when I get a Blu-ray from you for my birthday and I'm like, that. Yeah. Oh, I'll totally watch this and then I can actually... I'm actually thinking about getting a new shelf and just called the Davy shelf. <laughs> I thought you were an ad one, to be honest. Blu-rays that I got for my birthday. <laughs> Another one anyway. The anyway. Anyway. Um, the new album from Soen <clears throat> is an absolute return to form. Holy yep. shit. Um, I loved... Uh, Imperial, which was 2021. Um, they then released uh, Atlantis in 2022. Just didn't do it for me. Um, not as memorable. Lacking just the, the greatness that Imperial had. Yep. Memorial, however, is a fucking belter. Um, it is all the things that you'd want. It's soulful. It's, yep. it's It shows their, their songwriting skills at an all-time high. It's got a streak of emotion. It's far more memorable than the last release. Um, I even feel like they found more of their own sound on this one because it was founded by uh, Martin Lowe. Yeah. From pretty much from the start. Um, but this album, I'd say, is the least Opeth sounding thing they've done. Um, it does feel like to me like they're kind of coming into their own and starting to find their own style. Um, and showing a bit more kind of unique individuality on this one. Um, there's just, there's so many great moments throughout the album. Um, one of the highlights for me was the, there's a kind of duet track where um, it does vocals with a, an Italian vocalist, uh, a female called Elisa, Eliza. Mm. Um, it's, it's fantastic, absolutely brilliant. But um, I think, I also think Martin's vocals are, are the best um, that they've ever sounded. Melodies are very catchy. Um, it's it's probably not the, the band's most technical album, um, but I think it's their most mature sounding and their most accessible album they've they've put out so far. Um, might even be better than Atlantis, um, and not Atlantis Imperial even. Yeah. Um, really, really enjoyed this one. Um, Soan and Memorial, really dug that one. Um, what else? What else? Um, oh. You know what we've not spoke about? Um, orbit culture. Yes. Like so this one once again was a surprise to me because um Orbit Culture we loved their album. Then they released uh was like an extension to the album or like there was like a lot of press. Yeah. We ended up Was it live? Like imagine meeting up shit. Did they do like <laughs> a live video or something and we checked it out for something? Um I think they released something with additional tracks on it or something is that where i'm getting like because i remember doing and once again it might be a reaction or it may just be me you fucking around after a recording um oh they did a deluxe edition ah right that's which came with bonus tracks after the album came out yeah um i i really like 
Orbit Culture, that previous album just like hit me in all the right places. Yeah. Um, and that was fucking huge. I had those like massive kind of progressive elements in them. It just I, I had the ability to take songs and lift them up. Hmm. Um, it was always going to be a. It was always going to be a challenge to top the album. I don't necessarily think Descent tops the album. I think mm. I, I like it, but I think it also is it's almost like the band is fully it's like the other it's it's the opposite of Spirit Adrift, where Spirit Adrift are like, whoa, like you know, like mm. new way, man. I'm not selling out, so we're gonna try something different. Orbit culture have leaned in a lot of what they did on the previous album. Yeah. 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 And I'm gonna choose my words carefully here. I find that a very safe album. Yeah. That that's even okay. Like like yeah. that's not a, like that's not like me being offensive. It's still like full of bangers, great production, great singing, um, vocally fucking savage. Uh, you know, it's, it sounds huge. Like that this one mm. sounds even bigger than the previous one. I didn't think that was possible, but yeah. I do feel like a bit of the a bit of those rough edges that made them very interesting on the previous album kind of feel like they've been polished away a little bit. Um, mm. Yeah. And as a result, I've listened to one song. I listened to well, I don't. I've not been back to it since. But I did get to the end, of it and I, I, I was kind of like, "Huh, not what I thought was going to come next." Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So I don't know if I need to give it more listens because I did see it was trending on fucking like, like music Twitter, which mm-hmm. is like a place that you don't want to be because just full of fucking arseholes but um <laughs> it was doing the rims there on i can't stop spinning this this week and i was like oh i, I did um so because i listened to it once i didn't dislike it I, I do feel like there's a headspace thing for me as well that maybe mm. the headspace i was in was not unless you're telling me that did you feel the same or like I, I, I just didn't feel it was as interesting as the previous album yeah, I was really underwhelmed with this one. Right. Um, cool. So not just me. Good. No, I I was kind of expecting more from it. Um, yeah. Because they were like on such a trajectory after that last album, I was like they're just going to explode and be huge. And I think that might be why it's not really getting me as excited as I, I thought it would be. Um, I felt like I knew exactly what was coming on the album. Yeah. Um, Plateaued. I, you know what I mean? It's like that. Yeah. It's like they hit the glass ceiling and just stayed there. Yeah, as opposed I mean, to smashing through it and continuing that that push. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it sounds sounds huge, um, and they've got the the technique down perfectly. Um, and it's, it's an album that will just like like batter fuck out your ears. But <laughs> the I didn't feel like the the bulk of it had actually changed all that much since yeah. Naya or Nia, however you pronounce it. Um, the formula was fairly similar. Um, it's a bit a bit more kind of precise, a bit more kind of bit more technicality in places maybe but um or possibly more kind of maybe ominous 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 kind of synths as well that kind of push yep. that a little bit more but it didn't really kind of wow me overall um i also i don't know i don't know what's going on with me recently but i really didn't really enjoy the production on this either um it's very clinical know. you know oh, what i mean super it's, clinical. it's like yeah it's like super clinical and i think the thing is as well about the synths that are used in it like especially yeah. the choral stuff as well it's yeah. so prominent in the mix mm-hmm. that it's difficult not to focus in on like focus in on that and mm-hmm. i'm not saying they didn't do that in the previous one but it wasn't yeah. as kind of stock 
on the previous yep. one the synth work was like a bit more interesting to merit its position in the mix and mm. this one it's purely there to like add grandeur which yeah. is fine but every time it's every time it's introduced it's introduced to add grandeur and I kind of feel like that wasn't the previous case on the last album um, mm. once again I, I don't know like this is the, I keep saying this, this is the danger of being like pitching your wagon to a band that you think like you think are going to continue in a particular vein and that yeah. band they're actually like oh we did and you've got to think about it, like if you were a if you're a filmmaker right mm. and you release two or three movies and they're getting alright sort of buzz and then you release a movie and everyone's like this is the fucking shit yeah when you go into the next project I would be surprised how many filmmakers are like right I need to do something that stretches away from what I did before like mm. most people are like that this did really well. Yeah. Our audience loved it. So let's do more of that and let's accentuate the things that we were here, you know, we read in reviews or whatnot. And that's kind yeah. of feels like what's happened here. Yeah. Like instead of instinctually knowing that musically they're fucking incredible and they could do people like fans of, if you're a fan of orbit culture, you will travel. If you want to like expand on those sims or try different things, your fans there it's mm. a niche fan group. They're yeah. not going to niche themselves even more. Yeah. And that's... I just came away from it thinking that in a year where... And I didn't even know it was coming out. In a year where had I'd known at the start of the year in Albert culture, we we're going to have a new album out. And we've been high on my can't yeah. wait to hear it. Yeah. And then I listened to it and I would I, I literally got to the end of that. And I get, I get a bit relieved when I do this as well when I finish an album with that top 20 safe. Um, and that, that's literally how I felt. It was like yeah. not even remotely an opportunity for for anything I have there currently to be at risk of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not a bad album. It's just an album which is not beneath the band, but the band could do something far more interesting musically. Yeah. That musically they're almost above this. It kind of feels like a safe album as opposed to an interesting album. Yeah, I agree. Um, what else? Um, I'll be bangers, Dave. They can't because we'd be upset if they were. So every now and again, there needs to be something that is not a banger. Uh, Yeah, please, please. Um, what else did I like? I quite enjoyed the new album from Fiends. Uh, Fiends are a Floridian, uh, progressive metal band. Yep. Um, but also one of those bands that the kind of the progressive metal tag doesn't really kind of sum up all that they are as well um it's a bit of a melting pot of like yeah kind of progressive metal um gent prog r&b new metal um electronica even as well um there's also little sections of like blast beats in there as well um when they they get kind of heavier but um it's actually a a fairly well put together album for all the kind of styles they bring together um and i'd never heard of them until now just something that appeared on spotify as well check this out um it kind of reminds me of like a mix of uh like the contortionist meets tala meets uh mudring meets victims or something like that it's like a right kind of mix of stuff um so you, you'll probably find if you like like one of those bands you'll probably find something on this that you like um it's very well produced as well very super punchy 
Um, but yeah, quite interesting. Uh, the album's called Insolent Noise. Uh, the band's called Fiends. It was quite interesting. Didn't mind that one. Um, also, um, this this one came out on the same day as uh, Cryptopsy and Dying Fetus. Um, so I, I I kind of feel I feel a little bit bad for them because it was a, a big day for for those big releases. Yeah. And I kind of feel like this one just kind of got lost a bit in the background, but it's well worth checking out. Um, the band's called Hanging Fortress. Um, they put on a new album called Suspended and Torment, um, and it competes very well with uh, with those two releases. Um, they're a, a death metal band from Ohio, um, and I think this is their second release. I think as far as I remember. Um, but it's just like an absolute riff fest. Like just if you like your like two hundred stab ones, two hundred stab wounds, cannibal corpse, tribal gaze, that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, this will definitely be up your street. Um, it's it's thick, it's it's groovy. Um, production sounds like they're kind of like on the brink of moving into that next big phase. Like it's it's well recorded, but there's a bit of a DIY feel at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um. But it sounds like this is the album they made before they blew up and became huge, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But this is fucking great, though. Um, it's all you'd want from a, a kind of punishing death metal album. Um, well worth checking out if you if you haven't heard that one. Uh, what else? What else we got? What else we got on the list here? I've got a few more. Um, Pain of Truth also put a new album. Um, if you like uh, straight up, no frills, hardcore, then... The, the new Pain of Truth album is a banger. It's, it came out on Days. Um, they put a lot of good stuff this year. Um, it's called uh, Not Through Blood. Uh, it kind of reminds me of a, a kind of mix of the old school and a wee bit of the new school. So like there's there's like bits of like Hatebreed and Madball in there. Um, but then you've also got stuff like um, kind of like the new Gridiron album as well. So it's a bit of a kind of mix of both. Um, you get the kind of really slow and kind of heavy as fuck moments, but then you get those really kind of like up-tempo, fire, hardcore stuff as well. Great production, uh, loads of gang vocals, um, and uh, riffs for days. <laughs> yeah, what did there. Um, Pain so of Truth. Um, don't like not, it. Don't do it again. <laughs> not through blood. Um, if you like your hardcore, check that one out. Um, what else? Anything you want to mention? I've got two more. Uh, another single because I knew they would all come back to me. Um, new single from weird new single like from the side, almost fucking seven minutes long from Mantar oh, Valhalla yeah. Hammering. Yes, I mean the name. Was this something what? that was left over from the album or something? Must like that? be. Yeah, because sure it's so that. in the vein of. Uh, Pain is everything, and this is the end. Is that the name of the I think album? That's right, yeah. Uh, let's fucking pull that. Out. The problem is, I think on our end of year list, it kept saying like penis is everything. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'd like that's what comes to me. I keep wanting to see penis, yeah. uh, which apparently I don't have an issue with, according to Lisa Coverdale. <laughs> you don't like us using the word dick, penis, or cock in music <laughs> reviews. Stop saying this music, but keep saying this music. Um, yeah, we'll speak about her later on. Um, anyway, the yeah, I'd like it. Sounds like a like a didn't quite make the album track. Yeah, 
the weird thing about it is, like, this is one of these ones where, like, occasionally you get to peek behind the curtain. Like, this is when they do, like, deluxe edition albums or, like, used to be the old school Digibook version of an album. You get all the stuff that didn't make the album. And I would always be, like, listening to go that, why didn't that make the album? Mm. I think it's a really good track, but I see why it didn't make the album. Right. Because after listening a few times... I was thinking about where I would place it on the album and almost everywhere I would place it would slow the album down to like a fucking, like, a, right. like an absolute like standstill. Yeah. Um, it's really cut the, the guitar work on it and specifically the synth work. It's like big old organ noises that kind of almost dog fashion disco kind of organ noises underpinning things with those savage fucking vocals it does and those, that huge fucking sound from the production. But it, it is is a track that would not fit on that previous album. So if yeah. it is an off-cut, then I think it's great to hear it. I'm glad to put it as a sing- uh, single. Obviously, if you're a fan of the band, it gives you something to listen to in between them doing things. And they're out touring just now, I think. Yeah. Um, not coming to Scotland, though. We'll not, we'll not get on to that. Uh, but yeah, it's cool. It's, uh, it's a standalone track. It's really, really, really fucking good. And it gave me that itch to go back and listen to the album yeah. but yeah. I see why if it was recorded at the same time it's not on there it just wouldn't fit it'd, it'd be like an awkward jigsaw piece like to fit anywhere on the album right. but it's worth yeah. checking it Valhalla Hammering by right. Mantar who nice. like cannot release a new album quick enough for me <laughs> I know it's been almost a year but like, another one please please sir can I have some more not yet no um I album also coming ch- out in September. Uh, <laughs> Fuck off. With everyone else. Um, I also checked out the new album from Disfiguring the Goddess. Um, How did you get on with that? Because I saw it was out and I was like, mm, mm-hmm. not today, Jesus. <laughs> um, okay, so it's called The Brutal Machine. Um, however. It's a nickname for my fleshlight. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Not overly brutal, gonna admit. Um, really? Yes. So you I can't I didn't do know that. The, I know. You, I know. You, can't call, you can't put the word brutal in your album title and then not be brutal, unless I, you mean yeah. it ironically, which I don't think they do. No. Um, I didn't even know they were putting anything out, to be honest. Nope. Um, but that's kind of how this guy rolls. It's very much a no promotion, no fanfare, just like here it is, here you go. It's um, Tuesday. And it, <laughs> I kind of love that though. Um, Again, it's done by one guy, um, yep. Cameron Argan, or Big Chocolate, as he also goes under. Um, and Big this one is like, right <laughs> this laugh. one is all over the place. Like, just do not go in expecting an album full of blast beats and brutal riffs because it is not that at all. Um, this is like ambient, electronic, industrial um, on the musical side. And then, like the death metal vocals, like the cookie cutter, cookie monster vocals. You, no, <laughs> tell me that he just pulled a bursum. Yeah, kinda. Yeah. Um, Why do they do like, that? Like there must the, be something about that where they're like that. I've I've exhausted all of the heaviness that's in my body now. I need yeah. to tread water by releasing this fucking EMD fucking. It's it's weird because there's riffs in there, like you can hear guitars in there when he's and he's playing riffs, but they're so buried in the mix. Um, it's just like a it's like a 
a little coating of guitars um, and it's more focused on the electronics and the kind of ambient synths and stuff. Um, it's a weird one. I don't know how much I would go back to it, if I'm honest. It's a bit of a an oddity in the, the back catalogue for this band, but it's interesting for a listen um, and it shows a completely different side yeah. to the band, um, but still... You know, there's some cool tracks on it, um, and I like that they kept some of the drums as normal drums. Um, yep. Albeit they're probably sampled, but still has a kind of groove to it. Um, and a little, I mean, there's a little bit of heaviness to it, but it's it's wildly different from from the usual disfiguring the goddess. Um, so yeah, give it a listen. It's it's a bit bit strange, but um, kind of fascinating at the same time. Uh, last one was the new album from uh, Nasty, which just came out last week, I think. Nasty. Nasty. Um, we we reviewed their 2020 album. Uh, it was called Menace. Um, we did? Yes, we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and they are now back with a... <laughs> with a <laughs> album seven or eight i think it is they're on now and i'm I not entirely fucking sure remember that yeah yeah um yeah me you and kyle did uh did that one um yeah i kind of i wanted to listen to it just because we'd reviewed the last one and i was interested to hear what kind of yeah if you look at the, the artwork for menace you'll recognize it probably um i yeah i just wanted to see what they'd kind of done since 2020 if they'd made any changes i do um, remember this now yes there you go there you go yeah, i loved i loved the artwork from that because it was all like yeah. fucking hand-drawn and shit that's right yeah yeah and the new one is called heartbreak criminals heartbreak criminals um you you know when you've been hit by a heartbreak criminal <laughs> that'd have been cool um oh, oh. This, um are you about to shit on this band? No, I mean it, it's not. It's not a bad album. It's just they are. They're still a hardcore band. Nothing has changed. Still sound like nasty. Um, there's very, very slight alterations being made. There's a few kind of like the odd clean vocal added. Oh. Um, they've got some kind of wild guitar solos in there, but for the most part, it's basically nasty doing what they do. It's it's beat down heavy, chuggy hardcore. Nothing more nothing less um not a bad album um but very predictable um and even with the clean chorus is not that memorable either um yeah so yeah it's i think i think i kind of i thought menace was all right i didn't think menace was an amazing album either to be honest but um this is probably in around the same kind of place it's 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 all right um if you like hardcore you maybe find something you like on it but um nothing that you'll you'll hear and go, oh, I want to go back and listen to that album again, um, unfortunately. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much me um, for my uh, for my my listening history over the last wee while. Um, there's probably been other stuff, but that's, that's the ones that I felt were worth mentioning. Um, so um, that is our roundup of releases we've been checking out recently. Um, let us know, let us know what you've been checking out, what you've been listening to. Um, finally, just to finish this section off, album of the month for August, Duncan. Yeah. Um, at first, actually, when I was like, August, like, was there anything really good in August? I was like, <laughs> oh, Dave, we review so much that we forget albums. so much. And then I went back and I was like, oh, oh, that was that was good. Oh, wait a minute, that was pretty. Then I ended up with like six albums on my yeah. list. I was like, right, okay. Um, so there was more albums in August that actually were. Were pretty good um 
no um no five star albums from me in august i have a five star album but we didn't review it um yeah but yeah we did <laughs> you did give a five out in august <clears throat> that we no, i have a five star album that we didn't review no we did review an album you give five stars to what i'm saying is the <laughs> album that is my album of the month is the five star album oh, the one you, me, oh, right, you okay. didn't review me right. me not you right. not everything is about you dave i see i see where you're going with that i see where you're going with that how fucking do, i give a five star album out every fucking month and if i don't someone writes to me via email to make sure i'm okay yeah um, okay, okay, I mean, okay. I'll tell you later. I got I got a bit of hate mail the other day actually about five star reviews. Um, I'll need to tell you about that. It was uh, quite funny. Right, um, hate mail from someone saying we give out too many. Yes. Yeah. Well, like, here's like this is the best way to address it is address it on a podcast and then address it on a video <laughs> later on that hopefully said person it, gives out. When I say us, they meant the whole website in general, not just the two of us. Right. See, the here's the difference. Here's the here's here's how I quantify, and this we probably should have done this at the start actually. <laughs> if you have a category which is only masterpieces can be given the maximum grade so only yeah. the best the best that's ever been written can get the maximum grade and you penalise bands for not doing that yeah. then that is not a true assessment of what art is mm. at all it's not it's not how people review art or should review art yeah. art is a subjective thing Definitely, completely yeah. and if at the end of listening to something i'm like that i wouldn't change a thing and mm. i love it that's five stars it doesn't necessarily mean musically it's the most ambitious creative you know perfect that's not that's not why a band would get five from me a band would get five from me for when i listen to them like that is the complete picture for that band for that sound yeah to have a category that only, to have an almost unattainable category of perfection, doesn't take into account that bands are all different. That's that. That's fundamentally bands. Some bands definitely are of the same genre, but even when you cut into genres, bands sound dramatically different. So yeah. by putting, like, if I was to give you a list of my top ten favorite albums, like top ten favorite albums that score the highest. I guarantee there's not one band on that that sounds like another band on that list. Because hmm. that's just, uh, the whole fucking point. I don't. I don't let it. Let's just read out the hate mail. <laughs> you're gonna read out the hate mail. Like the if once it and it's opinion based. I don't under like if you don't like yeah, it, jump across. You don't like it, go and read Metal Hammer. Metal Hammer yeah. never give out fucking ten stars unless it's a Metallica album. Yeah. So um, the person's name didn't have the balls enough to put their name in um the name they put in there is standard issue suck up was their name it was um, our name and the 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 disagreed with us given that's what they should be in favor of it dave um their email is a uh, no critical faculty at loser.de um, might be fake could be a uh, subject is boring <laughs> cool um and then their message is yet another standard issue five out of five to everything stupid website just shut down there is another 100 stupid up the ass loser sites like this and he managed to find us in that 100 that's that's um, david i'll tell you right now that payment that you made to google to push us up the rankings is paying <laughs> off 
Apparently, he says he won't be back. Good. Or you maybe a she. I don't know. I, you know the thing is, I, I can't wait for him to go and find some hate-filled corner of the internet and just bask and wallow in everything that is like miserable and upsetting. Yeah. So that was yeah. Cool. You know what? Thank you for your feedback. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Positive or negative? <laughs> happy to take it on board. Thank you. <laughs> um. Anyway. Where were we? Album of the month. Um, so I'd narrowed mine down to two albums out of the six. And I have a feeling that one of the albums is one of the, is possibly your album um, of the month. Yeah, Um, this was like my album of the month about two days after I listened to it for the first time. I was like, that ain't nothing knocking this off. (laughs) So so I will let you deliver that um, beautiful um, choice of your album of the month. Um, My album of the month is the one that I listened to the most in in August. Um, Not an album I gave five stars to, obviously, because I didn't have any out in August, but... That's because you're a standard bit. I I can't remember (laughs) what his email was there. Boring. (laughs) 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 A middle of the loaf website, this is. (laughs) Uh, My um, album of the month is To Kill Achilles and Recovery. It's a um, fucking great album. And I am I can I just say on this podcast here, I'm gutted that I'm gonna miss a live show. However, my daughter is turning to and if I fucking this happened last year, you remember this? Did it? Yes. We had the party for my daughter last year on the my daughter's birthday is the fifteenth. Uh-huh. And um last year on the seventeenth, Cancer Bats were playing King oh. Tuts. Fuck. And we'd originally talked about going to it and I couldn't mm. fucking go because we were having a Blessed birthday party where all the family were around. <laughs> this year we're having the blessed birthday party on the sixteenth. <sighs> um, yeah, I I fucking love this. I keep going back to it. It's just there's just this emotional pull of this album that I love. Um, lyrically, it's great as well. It just really like it's one of those albums. Like, I listen to a lot of albums, but there's only certain ones where the lyrics stay with me afterwards, and I go and like I can go back to this after the second or third listen. To this I was reciting the lyrics i was singing back it's just one of those albums that got right into my head um and i think i think it, i think it's their best album to date i really really liked it um and it's the one that i kind of came back to the most it was close there was a the other album that you're probably going to mention i played a lot as well um however this is the one i picked in the end so to kill achilles and recovery is my album of the month for august duncan what is your album of the month my, so man? my album of the month is my most listened to album this year Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, kind of came from left field, was aware of them, um, was aware that they had a new album coming out. I don't even think, I I think I had the pre-release selected, but I hadn't listened to anything of it. And the night it came out, I messaged our like mini group chat of me, you and young Ross to be like, has anyone fucking listened to this yet? Of course, he's young and youthful and yeah. like a DJ and shit like that. So he's like, oh, I really loved the last album. I was like, I didn't know they had a last album. I need to go and fucking check this out. Um, yeah, like my album of the month is Still Love by Teenage Wrist on Epitaph Records. Um, I adore this album. I think it's is is so fucking good. The reason it's so fucking good is it... Rem- it is like an amalgam of about a hundred bands I listened to when I was a teenager. Mm. And they capture it 
in the update it and it's it's fucking perfect man honestly this is my top 10 for the year i think this is like absolute hashtag banger um and i like i i the more I listen to it, the more I love it. And I think yeah. that's the thing about it. There's a compulsion about you listen to it and you hear another, like there's a guitar sound or there's like something they do vocally. And I just want to stress for random user, boring, like that. Like, <laughs> like this isn't on the musical scale the, the greatest album ever, but mm. what these guys have, and I think there's only two of them, what they have, and what stresses well, it's two of them. But on this album, they have collaborations with other bands, guest artists, and all the rest. What they have in spades on this one is an attention to the craft. I love about this album the the way that they will give you a chorus, and then in the second chorus it sounds bigger musically. It sounds bigger, and mm. then in the last chorus, like. The vo- the vocals, which are so fucking good, the vocals will add an extra element. Yeah, they'll, they'll add an extra note. It'll go higher. It'll change a, a note or something to the point that the next time you listen to it through, when you go to sing it back, you sing the last chorus. Mm-hmm. That extra note that he's adding, there's a craft to that. The fact that you've heard the chorus vocally twice or three times before done one way. And the last time you hear it, he adds a note or changes something. And that's the bit that sticks in your brain. It's fucking mind-blowing. Production Mm. is warm and lush and 90s and fucking great. And it just reminds me of fucking Smashing Pumpkins. And there's a bit of The Cure Mm. in there. There's a bit of Nirvana in there. There's a bit of Bush in there. There's a bit of Silverchair in there. And then on top of that as well, there was that band and their names just fucking escaped me. And I will pan for time while I find it. <laughs> uh, there was another band that I remember that there were always. There's always an article about them where like Krang's like, uh, you know, why was this band not bigger? And you're like, I don't know. Um, my Vitriol. <laughs> oh yeah. Remember that my, my Vitriol had that album, and everyone mm. fucking spunked their pants over it like for like <laughs> a, like a two years, yeah. And then they just kind of were like, whew. And then disappeared. Or they mm. may have released something and it wasn't as popular. Um, there's huge swaths of that round, but then my vitriol sounded a lot like Smashing Pumpkins. Um, I love it. I think it's amazing. I think it's, it's one of my favourite albums of the year. So much so that I'm currently on the campaign right now, Dave. I'm on the campaign trail mm. trying to get us to drop what might be one of the most <laughs> intense heavy gigs of the year in favour of going to see Teenage Wrist any fucking dive fucking pit room mm. because I'm that confident that they might actually end up being a good year <laughs> we will not see them in a venue that size again uh, like the fact that they're playing that venue blows my mind Yeah, like see if a Teenage Wrist announced they were playing the garage tomorrow I'd be like that, that fits see if Teenage yeah. Wrist announced tomorrow they were playing the Barrowlands I'd be like that fits the fact yeah. they're playing the hug in the pint <laughs> holds a hundred people if everyone holds their breath in and there's a man pushing everyone in the door. Like, mm. it, it just doesn't make sense to me and I think there's something special about that. So, 
me made my case. I think it's brilliant. I know there's a lot of people that listen to this that love the extreme side of music that'll be like that. It's fucking pussy shit. Um, <laughs> but I'm for, almost 42. 41 at the moment. At the time of recording, I'm 41. Um, I'm 42. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is this is the music I grew up listening to. Mm. It, like, it just hits all those sweet spots, man. And the fact that you're so on board with it is the thing, that, like that some of the bands I met, specifically Silverchair. Um, I know you were always kind of that was the outlier for you, where you actually were like, yeah, I can kind of listen to that. I'd be like, what about Bush? And you'd be like, no, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, like, fucking shh, like finger over the mouth, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Um, they have all that, but they just do, like weirdly they just do it, they modernize it, but just do it better. I, I, it's hard to describe there's nothing on here without that they're changing the scene they're changing mm. the genre what it is is 12 fucking immaculate songs yeah, yeah. love it uh, yeah nice. it was, um, from about the second day of listening to this I was like that album I'm sorted and I've listened to a lot of great stuff but album I'm sorted so there mm. we are awesome uh, so that is our Ooh. album of the month but oh, August. Um, next month it's going to be heavier. You oh, are aware Jesus of that. Christ. Album of the month of September is going to be me and Dave just crying. <laughs> so many fucking albums out. So many albums out, Dave. We have to pick yeah. one. Can we have like top three albums in the month? I mean, there'll be enough. Can we have top five, top ten <laughs> albums in the month? Can we do a top 20 in September? Could that be next month's podcast? We just do a top 20 in September. It's fucking ridiculous. I don't, I don't know how. I don't know how I'm going to pick from September. No idea. Oh man. Uh, anyway, I'm going to play a bit of music for you, um, just to take you know a little bit of a, a breather take from our voices. Uh, you know what we should do? We should change the subject from talking about music to playing music. Let's do that. Let's do that. Um, our second track of the podcast comes from South Wales post-hardcoreers. I can't die. The band will unleash their ferocious new EP, Errors, on Friday the 17th of November. And they have just re revealed their breathtaking brand new single and video for Teaser. Uh, focusing on dispatching music that was both heavy and accessible, the band cite influences such as Billy Talent, Every Time I Die and Dillinger Escape Plan Ooh. with the added power trio vibe of Muse and Biffy Clyro. Oh. After many months of work, I Can't Die have finally completed work on their hotly tipped new EP. The record is a masterful piece of ultra-engaging post-hardcore. Kyle Smith comments, Errors is our darkest and most chaotic release yet. The past few years, we've always given our song names that end in the letters ER. This represents the errors that I see in myself mentally and physically. It allowed me to be more open and also angrier with myself. Loaded with a simply stunning new EP and a series of live shows set to be announced, I Can't Die's Ascension Cannot Be Stopped. Um, check them out at uh, facebook.com forward slash I Can't Die official. The band name is all one word, I Can't Die. Um, if you like what you hear, um, and we'll be back right after this. This is I Can't Die and Teaser. <laughs> Gonna miss my way. 
Um, we um, attended a little show um, in the big smoke just uh, just recently, Duncan. Who are you right now? Uh, I don't YouTube know. YouTube channel where you're like that. <laughs> Yesterday we went to the big smoke. <laughs> In Edinburgh. I, I visited FAP. <laughs> I bought myself a vinyl. <laughs> um, no, we're in Glasgow. We went to see Obituary play oh. The Garage oh. um, with uh, support um, from Pest Control and Sacrificial Burial. Um, yeah, we'd uh, we'd obviously reviewed the Obituary album. First album uh, we reviewed this year? I think it was, yeah, back in <laughs> January. in um, December because there's a Christmas tree behind me in the video. That's right, that's right. <laughs> um, we loved it, uh, Dying of Everything. Um, so I think like when they announced this show for the garage, it was like, this is, this is a no brainer. This is like fucking it's a small venue for a band that size. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these guys have been going for fucking decades, um, and have a ton of albums behind them and um, could easily play a bigger venue than this. Um, but, um, we were just like happy that they were even coming to Glasgow, to be honest. Yep. Um, yeah, so when we got there, we were just we got there just in time actually for the the first band going on, um, a Glaswegian uh, melodic death metal quintet called Sacrificial Burial. Called um, the promoter handpicked. Yes. By yeah. obituary to open that that that's uh, right. one, so which kind of made me happy because I'm like that. That's cool as fuck. Like that, yeah. like bands like that are still actively. You know, actively accepting local supports to garage is a big venue. Yeah, it's not the sort of venue where like local bands open for. You know, generally, like if you're if you're fucking obituary, you've got your pick of, yeah. I imagine, much higher up signed acts that could <laughs> open for you. So the fact yeah. that they had that was cool as fuck. Yeah, and this was like this is a sold out show at the garage. Like this is like fucking no tickets left. When we got there, there was guys trying to get in. <laughs> And it was like, nah, there's 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 no tickets. You can't get in. Yeah. Sold out. Um so yeah, um I was uh, lucky enough to have a, a little uh, photo pass thanks to our, our good friend Lisa Coverdale at um Hold Tight. Um <laughs> who uh, sadly missed the gig. Uh, yeah. due to fucking like extreme like stomach pains and all the rest. And we've promised to review this accurately, and if it seems like it was the best night ever, that is just happenstance. So yeah, I felt absolutely dreadful for for Lisa because she was really excited to go yeah. to this as well. She was dying to see obituary, um, and then she got a kidney infection <laughs> and was like, "Nope, this is not going to happen." Um, I offered to carry her uh, like piggyback style, um, yep. but she was just like, 
No, Dave. She kind of sat upstairs in the bleachers with like everyone else, which used to be a restricted area that I venue. Know. But honestly, when you went up there, I was like, I think there's more people up there than there is down here. I know. What the fuck were they all doing? Um, anyway. Um, yeah, so I got the chance to take some photos of the bands. And when I was taking photos of Sacrificial Burial, I was like, looking through my lens at the, the, the bass player, I was like, I've seen this guy before. I was like, how do I know this guy's face? And they get, wait a minute, the guitarist looks awful familiar as well. Um, and then I realized I'd actually taken photos of them before. Um, <laughs> then I realized they were me. Clones, <laughs> clones of Dave on stage. Like, what um, the fuck am I taking a photo of myself again? Then you realized that the lens cap was on, you were just seeing yourself. Yeah. No, the, like you came back to me, you were like, remember this? And I was like, yeah. yes, I remember that. You were like, well, this is this. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we um, we saw these guys back in August 2022. Um, when we saw Cattle Decapitation That's play right, yeah. at the Cat House. Cat House. Um, they were supported by, I think it was two local bands in the bill. Um, one of them was a band called Aphotic, um, and they were a kind of real kind of like brutal kind of slammy death death metal band, um, but a bit heavier than, than Sacrificial Burial, um, although it was hard to tell in the Cat House that night. Um, shots fired. Um, I <laughs> shots fired. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just any Fucking excuse. Shite sound. <laughs> Fuck you, cows. Um, I, I'm going to be up front here. I'll, I'll put my cards on the table. Ooh. I maybe jumped the gun a little bit on this band, um, because after after they finished, I was like, that was all right. That wasn't too bad. Quite enjoyed that. Thought the the, the playing was of a good standard. Had a bit of melody. They've got that mellow death thing running through the riffs. Good mix of speeds. Some good breakdowns. Had a couple of sonic booms in there as well. There was um, more than I'd like to listen to you. A couple of sonic booms. There was more okay. than one or two. A couple of hundred sonic booms in there. Um, I mean, it was nothing exceptional. Um, and had the you know that kind of the sound was typical of an opening band. Um, yep. But as the first band, the, the crowd were moving. There was a couple of pits, a couple of circles, all that kind of shit. Um, and then I remember like when when they'd finished, I came over your way and I was like, that was all right, pretty good. And you were like, uh... <laughs> I was like, oh, right. Okay. Um, uh... My, my, but my... I just want to say in yeah. hindsight, you were totally right. <laughs> oh, good. Right. Like, like, I didn't gel with me. I, and it wasn't for lack of trying like yeah. trust me i was willing them with all the fiber in my fucking being to be a band that i enjoyed more yeah i don't know what it was i can't remember, i can't even remember what i said to you i probably had a more rational reason at the time but <laughs> i kind of just felt like there was a there was a few things in the live performance that annoyed me a little bit mm. uh, one of them was i love the use of kind of like symphonics and stuff for for intros yeah. and they do that a lot they link a lot of their right. tracks with that but then <laughs> they had this huge building which was all like fucking like egypt inspired fucking yeah, yeah. like like sims and orchestra and all the rest and then they had a lot of that linking through and when they played their final song they just stopped yeah. and i was like that no outro track like outro yeah. something that's what you do like that's that's a theme they didn't do that which didn't help them vocally i thought they were fine i didn't yeah. think they were like amazing i thought they were very safe safe mm. death metal you know what i mean there wasn't anything that would differentiate them from if you, know, you put them in a fucking coke pepsi taste test scenario where i listened to like 10 different death metal bands 
Mm. Really struggle to pick them out. And then musically as well, I thought there was there was some cool stuff. Um, there was a couple of they had one song that had this groove riff that they played, and I was like, that oh, like that's your thing. Just yeah. do more of that shit. And then it was kind of interspersed with other stuff that was relatively forgettable. Yeah. That being said, though, the the crowd were um, mm. on it. Like when I was yep. standing, everyone was getting busy. I also have an. <laughs> I kind of feel like bands these days just call for walls of death uh, or circle mm. pits really early. I bet you they asked for one once yep. and they'd been on the go forever yeah. and it was on a track that kind of merited it. Yep. But these guys like called for about seven and I'm like, that. you've got fucking seven songs. Not every song can be a wall of death, right? Not every mm. song can be a circle pit. I understand they're trying to get the, the young and all the rest. I think there's potential there. There was like one or two riffs that had me hooked, but on the yeah. day they were just. The problem was the band that came on after them were fucking amazing. This and is the, the headlining band <laughs> were fucking amazing, and that's this is what, exactly what I was going to say. They, they were the, they were outclassed, yep. like within with, and even then with we'll talk about the the, the main support. The main support had technical issues right at the start with no guitars coming through like on at least one side there was no guitars coming through and mm. it sounded a bit messy and a bit sloppy and it took them about two songs after that to find their footing yeah. but when they found their footing i was like i was a fucking so in it was unbelievable yeah. to the end of their set and as a result of that i kind of felt like it was great that they got the opportunity to play a bigger crowd i think there's definitely there's definitely something there i think don't want to be nasty because they're a local band but I, I I felt there was ideas there but there wasn't enough to make them sound like their own band it just yeah, kind yeah. of felt like elements of things that I've heard other bands do a lot better yeah so that's yeah that's fair um yeah I think for me I thought it sounded decent and then when the second band came on I was like oh this is just making this first band sound yeah like a very average opening band um they they weren't bad. I just felt like there was a clear jump in yeah. quality between them and the the second support band, who were perfectly placed for this gig, by the way, because yeah. the so, they were not a death metal band at all. No, um, but they were band of were... the fucking era that <laughs> obituary were huge. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, pest control were um, the next band up on pest the night. control were fucking awesome. Right, let's wow. like... yeah. Like, wow. oh, like, I'd like, I, I don't know if I'd, I don't know, I think I've got, I don't know if they I, have an album. I, I'm sh I'd heard of them before, so, which means I me think to I have album. something by them, but I never yeah. fucking listened to it. I listened to the album before I went to the gig, and I thought the I album was... I do have was... this, because I remember the, the album artwork was like, I, yeah. I don't know if this is like a fucking, don't it test just reminded me a little bit of, uh, was it, what was the name of that band? Uh... Were they all dressed up in morph suits? Was it Enter the Locust or something? Oh, there's the Locust. There's yeah, the locust that's like I looked in the album artwork and like the fact it has locusts on it made me think of that and I was like that, not today, Jesus. Right. Um, how fucking good, man. How yeah. good. I I I listened to the album and I thought, yes, yeah, it's alright. It's not bad. Fairly decent. Kind of crossover thrash meets hardcore band. And then I saw it live and I was like, yep. 
holy fucking shit this was like just an inferno of a band to like they went hard yeah. from the first riff of the of the first track and it's it's not like a it's not like it's the most revolutionary style of of metal um the tracks aren't overly complex or technical but fuck me do they absolutely rip like the the yeah. energy was incredible the enthusiasm from uh the vocalist uh lee massey hay she was amazing to watch like, she just... is incredible like wow. i said to you when you uh when you get out like that i was like she is a fucking incredible front woman yeah like just energy and delivery perfect like yeah. every every time she fucking like did the the the, the come to me sort of thing uh, yeah. to the crowd everyone fucking went mental and that's how you know you're delivered like when you can command yeah. people like that definitely you're in with the bricks and I, like there was a point where like you, right it isn't the most musical musically complicated thing but i'll tell you what i loved about it they made it look fucking super easy there was like yeah, the, yeah. the lead guitarist was shredding solos 90s <laughs> fucking solos and he was not at one point looking at anything yeah except the crowd his finger yeah. placement was impeccable and yeah. he was sh- he was fucking shredding and not looking at his you don't see that now the band before everyone was looking at their hands while they were playing like these yeah. guys just had it in there the drummer looked 12 um <laughs> but he was fucking rattling around it and they just they sounded tight as fuck they sounded yep. so rehearsed that it was it, it, it blew me away like they, mm. their set and it was a so what it was like a 40 minute set or something and they finished and i could have went another 20 yeah and it's yep. a gap what's it it's the fucking garage and mm-hmm. they're opening for obituary and mm. they played oh like fucking incredible set the opening track there was sound issues yeah and then like i say the track after that i don't think they were fully fixed so it sounded really muggy and not great and then it was almost as if like almost as if like the the fucking the sound guy was like aha this button's not pushed on and they hit (laughs) between tracks two and three and when the third song kicked out i remember there was like one or two points like because you were up in the balcony like Mm. our eyes made contact and i was just like oh yeah fucker like that you were like ah, yep yep just we did a lot of that during obituary as well like every yeah. single fucking song was just like oh yeah bastard yeah but the, yeah like the drums were fucking so hard hitting like yeah, you could feel yeah. every bass drum you could feel it in the middle of your chest every time you hit it um and it just like they didn't let up at all for the no no there was set. not a quiet song there was not a <laughs> slow intro there was not no. a here's a ballad here's a slow build Every single song was just fuck you attitude from start to finish, yeah. and they were great. They are yeah. one to watch. They are one. Yeah. If they're not opening for massive signed bands from America oh, yeah. over here for the next year and a bit till they get mm. that spot themselves, I don't know what's going on. Um, yeah. They're really they're they're, de- they're so fucking good, man. So good. Yeah, made for the live stage. Like that. That is a live band, hundred percent. The album was good, but live they were unbelievable. Um. So. Um, that then brings us on to Obituary, who oh, man. then took the stage and basically performed a masterclass in vintage old school death metal. Like, was that real? Where to start? I, I, I like the old Obituary stuff. Um, a lot of it now is classed as like classic death metal. Yeah. Um, a lot of the albums are, you know, classic death metal albums. Um, I don't personally think 
a lot of them have necessarily aged all that well from a production standpoint. Yep. Um, I went back and listened to to some of the stuff before we actually went to see them. Um, but that being said, live the old stuff sounds fucking incredible. Like it's like it's been brought right up to date. Yeah. It's really? unbelievable. And they um, use some live techniques as well to give it that. It was like the yes, it was the yes. it was the reverb on the drums. Yes, I was going to mention that actually. Yeah, which which is a really really clever touch because it gave it that like early 90s era yes. death metal sound yep. but Absolutely. in a live setting where everything else sounds fucking huge <laughs> yeah the drummer was playing i don't know if I, we spoke about this or not the drummer was with his snare drum stick was inverted so he's playing yep. it upside down that's right yeah is that a right you you're yeah, a drummer a like i'm the i'm the guy that doesn't understand these things why would a drummer do that um sometimes it's just about the tone the, the thicker end of the stick will sometimes give you a fatter kind of tone on the snare yeah. especially if they're using part of the rim as well and um, that just thicker part just makes kind of beefs it up a little bit because i, like, I um, clocked it straight away and it was fucking blast beaten with this fucking thick and i was yeah. like that, that to me feels like that would be harder on yeah. your wrists yeah totally you're an like old guy like none of yeah. you the joke I said to you outside was that they kind of felt like like when you watch an old fucking like sixties Shaw Brothers fucking martial arts movie and the old master comes out and he's got the cane and he's yeah. walking and his back's all decrepit or that and then like seven ninjas try to attack him and he's like Wah! and then all of a sudden he's doing spin kicks, backflips and all the rest. That was a bitchery. None yeah. of them come out on stage spry. No, right, they did not at all. And then you like I kind of almost felt there was partners like that. All oh, right, um, and then <laughs> within about and they played a long intro, this long yeah. like instrumental intro uh, intro, and then the vocalist come out and he I think he may actually have a back issue because he was leaning on things quite a bit. I think he may have injured his back on this tour, um, yeah. and then they kicked out their first song with vocals, mm. and I, I was just like that. Holy fucking shit! It was. <laughs> so heavy but it was so, the production was fucking huge but it was so heavy yeah. and it was across the board like guitar sounded thick huge bass sounded yeah. monstrous vocal sounded amazing but that drum sound yeah. was like a fucking machine gun dave yeah yeah maybe maybe he just hits the drums that hard that the sticks last longer if he's got them turned the other way maybe that could be another um explanation for that. Uh... yeah um <laughs> But yeah, like they, they started with a lot of the old stuff, um, which I was like, oh, this this could be all right. Because I, like, I, when I listen to old stuff, I'm always a little bit kind of underwhelmed just because of the sound of it. But it sounded incredible. They did a lot of stuff from their, their self-titled stuff like Sentence Day, um, A Lesson in Vengeance. The, uh, the, the groove on that track is unbelievable. They did Visions in Mind from Inked and Blood, which sounded unbelievably tight. Uh, same with Slow Death from uh, Frozen in Time. Um, but... When it got to the new material, when it got to dying of everything, that was the point, undoubtedly for me, yeah. where I was just like, "Oh my god, this this, this just sounds fucking huge." That they, they did the the wrong time, yeah, uh, which was the first track they played from the new album, right into barely alive, and it was just like, "What back to back?" Just like a chef's kiss moment. It was just like, "Oh man, that sounds amazing." His vocals just sounded killer. He's got um, an incredible tone. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh. It's like, it just, it, it reminds me a little bit of, like, it's like a more aggressive Tom Araya. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can see that, got, yeah. Like, and it, it, it was like every, like every nuance, every hit, it was yeah. everything of him through the mic. It's fucking great. Yeah. They did. Uh, they also did War from the new album. Uh, yeah, War was the encore. Like, so they, they came on stage. So I, I filmed it at the side and I listened. It's one of those ways where you're like that. Did it sound as good recorded at the mm. side of the venue, yeah. like right beside the PA, as it did like through my ears? Yeah. And I played back. I was like, this sounds fucking huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like fucking. Eff- and they made it look effortless. Yeah. As a band, like just it. There's that level we talk about it. Of there's a whole crop of death metal bands that are now out doing that kind of old school sound, and there's a whole crop of the old school that are kind of coming back to show it. And the beauty of that is that I think they should be taking those bands out with them, yeah, and getting them like ready, so to speak. Because when you are Carcass that I've seen this year, or Cannibal Corpse that I've seen this year, and I'm walking to see obituary and about that, right, I've already seen two fucking masterclass in death metal this year, I wonder how obituary, you know, stands up, and I came out that gig and I was like that, that might be my favourite death metal gig of the year. Yeah, Um, yeah. Like that, like, I I thought the, the out, like, outperformed Cannibal Corpse and Carcass. Yeah, I think so. I think that says, I think that says a lot, I, I think it really, really does, and, I know comparably they're maybe a bit younger than Cannibal Corpse and maybe a about the same age as Carcass, but yeah. they put on a fucking clinic, man. Like mm. an absolute clinic. So much so that the, the two bands before that were maybe half the age of them. Yeah. <laughs> you can see the gap. Yeah. And Pest Control I fucking loved, but you can see yeah. the gap between support band, mm. headlining you know, headlining oh, established yeah. act. Yeah, yeah just... it's just that new st- that new material is so good live as well, yeah. and the fact they could switch into it with ease yep. and make it not sound like and here's something from the archives and they go and play something <laughs> like oh that doesn't sound like it, the yeah. the song choice and the set was brilliant and there was yeah. innumerable you looking at me me looking at you just going fuck's sake you know yeah. like mouth the words fuck like it's fucking ridiculously tight. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was the same. I did I recorded a few videos on my phone. Um, I posted them on the the TikTok channel if you want to check them out. But it was actually when I was watching them watching them back, and I was like, you could hear like the production changes in the tracks. I was like, holy shit, they've really went all out and like Smart. changed the the drum production for the older stuff. Like it was, I noticed it on the the last track they played, which is "Slowly We Rot," which is like their classic track. Um, and I noticed it on there how the snare sounded different, the yep. guitars even sounded different as well on that last track. I was just like, Fuck, they've, they've actually done like a full proper production like for this this live set, which is amazing to hear. Um, and it's the the video was actually sounded just as good as yeah, it, as it were in person. Like the I was really got impeccable sound already, yeah. but the like when you see a band like that in a venue like that, you're kind of like yeah. I th- I said, look, once again, we we joke about this a lot. This like they'll never play a venue that size again. They're I don't like, think like so. they're bigger. They're a lot bigger than that venue, and the fact they even decided to do, yeah, like a venue tour size of that magnitude this year, which was unexpected, is kind of mm. amazing. But yeah, yep. they, they're now ticked off my bucket list, and uh, awesome. in a way where I don't think I'll ever see them as good as that again. Yeah, um, you know what I mean. Yeah, and I'm kind of happy to just have that memory. Yeah. 
Sorry, Lisa. Mm-hmm. I know you weren't there. I also know that you don't listen all the way through these podcasts, but Dave will tag you where we spoke about you. <laughs> yeah, incredible band. Um, incredible frontman. I thought D- Donald Tardy was just fucking legendary that night. Just so good. unbelievable voice. Um, it sounds like he's getting better with age, which is just yeah. fucking mind blown. Um, and it feels like it doesn't. It feels like those guys aren't stopping anytime soon. Oh like, God, I, no, 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 no! Like they, they are. I think they are now. Uh, the reception the the album got. I yeah. think the tour reception that they're getting just now. I I think if that doesn't just energize you, mm. like in a, t- in a in a in a month where we're dropping this, that Cannibal Corpse has an album out precariously close to the previous album because that previous album got all the accolades thrown at them and they've been yeah. out touring and all the rest. I think that speaks volumes. I think yeah. those bands want to capture as much lightning as a bottle as mm. possible. And I think this is... Yeah, I can't wait. I, can't, like, I know it's only... It was only January the album came out, but if they want to fling another album in the next year, I'd be quite <laughs> happy with that. So Yeah, most definitely. Um, yeah, so that was our... Um, our experience at Obituary in Glasgow. Um, do you want to score the bands, or what do you think? What would uh, you... Let's do that. Aye, we've never done this before. No, so I would say Sacrificial Burial is... A... I'd give them a... I'd give them a 2.5 out of 5. Okay. I thought they were three. right down the middle. Right? I'll go 3. 3 out of 5 for you, me. You go 3 with that. Uh, I thought Pest Control were a 4.5 live. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. I would have went four on pest control. I, I honestly, I was like, I, I've never been so excited. Um, <laughs> and I'd, I'd lay a bit sure he's a five life. Five, yeah, easy yeah, five. No, we're we're boring given five, <laughs> but um, standard yeah, no, issues suck like, up. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I'll ever see that. See if like that's the new standard for death, and that probably will be for me now. That's the standard for death metal acts live. Was yeah. it as good as a bitchery in the garage? That's my <laughs> that's my benchmark yeah. on quality, and that's how good it was. They were fucking incredible. Yeah. <sighs> uh, nice. Um, in terms of upcoming gigs, I think I've I've got one this weekend, but I don't think there's anything else planned for September. Um, October is a, a different kettle of fish October is a, October um, is to gigs what September is to albums. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, oh. So yeah. Um, this weekend, uh, as we mentioned, I've got um, To Kill Achilles playing their album launch, album, album launch show at the Attic um, in Glasgow um, this Saturday. So hopefully I will I'll report back on that on the uh, on the next podcast, let you know how that was. Um, I'm trying to get an interview, so we'll see what happens if the if the band are, are up for it. Um, but if not, I'll we'll do a I'll do a little review of the the show in the next podcast anyway. Um, so um, that is bringing us to the end of uh, of our podcast um i have one more single to play for you i love how we said we'll do a short podcast and this is still going to be over two hours long is it really <laughs> fuck's sake um our last single um is from the french progressive metalcore juggernauts novelists um the path to reinvention often emerges from the ashes of adversity duncan Please tell me that's not the name of the song because I'm not. It's not. Well, that's just that's the press statement. For novelists, losing their lead singer was a pivotal moment that could have spelled the end. I did not even know this. I did not either, Duncan, until I got the track through today. (laughs) People like Um, that. This must be true. It's in a press statement. Yes, um, but in the face of uncertainty, they found Camille, a vocalist with exceptional prowess 
who not only saved the band, but reignited their creative fire. When parting ways with their formal, former vocalist, Toby, novelists faced a daunting challenge. They had a treasure trove of songs, but lacked the voice to bring them to life. Thoughts of this um, disbandment loomed large. Camille's arrival felt like a miracle, infusing the band with a vital reminiscent of their vitality reminiscent of their early days. Camille was the unexpected lifeline we desperately needed to share as the band. Her talent and energy revived novelists at a time when we were at our lowest. It's unbelievable how the right person crossed their path when we most needed it. We are thrilled to introduce the new and definitive iteration of novelists and are immensely proud of the music we've crafted together, representing the very best of our journey. Um, novelists uh, will debut their rejuvenated sound with a brand new single titled Turn It Up, um, which is out today. And um, along with an accompanying video you can check out on YouTube, uh, this marks Camille's first appearance as the band's vocalists. Uh, vocalist. Uh, check them out at facebook.com forward slash novelists, novelists FR if you want to check them out. So um, we uh, we also use Zencaster to record our videos and podcasts. And if you go to zencaster.com forward slash pricing and use my code Metal Epidemic, or one word, you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. Okay, so uh, we will be back very soon for another monthly roundup podcast. Although October, I have no idea when we're even going to fit that in October, to be honest, because both yeah, of us both are, of on us holiday, are and then we come back and then we've got gigs from fucking yeah. I Hate God, Voyager, That Is Murder, Employed to Serve, with People Slicer, fucking Fear Factory. There's fucking so <laughs> many. You're going to Fear Factory. <laughs> I am not. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see when this comes out in October, yeah, I have no tear idea. Tear me apart, Dave. Um, <laughs> no, you um, Yeah, it's going to be a going to be a, an interesting one to try and record. Um, we'll get something out. Even if we'll it's go. just the sound of us snoring, uh, we'll <laughs> get something out. Yes, uh, we shall return with another podcast very soon. But until then, thank you for listening. Much appreciated. We'll speak to you soon. Bye, everyone.